You are Locked On the NFL, your daily NFL podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Well, hello. I am Matt Williamson. This is the Locked On NFL podcast. I know it's a quiet time of the year, and in a way, I'm kind of enjoying that calm, but it's not not, uh, long until the storm comes. We are the flagship for the whole Locked On NFL network, and I urge you to check out your favorite team, Locked On Patriots, which Mark Schofield hosts, and he'll be with me tomorrow. We're going to record that one earlier than we have the last few weeks. We're going to record that around noon. I have some QB talk for him and some other Scott Fishbowl stuff to discuss. And then Sando will be back here on on Thursday. And I'm going to try to line up a guest for Friday. Um, I'm going to take some Twitter questions here in a minute, but just wanted to let you know that today's show is brought to you in part by Hotels.com. Don't hate like your friend's trip. Book your own at Hotels.com and get rewarded basically everywhere. Hotels.com. Be there. Do that. Get rewarded. And didn't get a ton of Twitter questions, and I also didn't um, push real hard to be either. Push real hard anyway. Because I got one really good Twitter question, and all in all, you guys are great with your questions, and there aren't many that I don't read. But Marauder NFL asked me, and this was something I've been wanting to talk to you guys about anyway. In your mind, who are the players that teams can least afford to lose aside from quarterbacks? So I decided, and frankly, I haven't given this a lot of thought since he asked me this, you know, 12 hours ago or 8 hours ago or so. So I figured we'd go through every team, as we often do, division by division, and pick one. And if one of you guys has a problem with them, I'd like you to drop me a line at twi- on Twitter at WilliamsonNFL. And I think some of them are interesting, some of them are obvious. Um, the Patriots. I immediately thought of Edelman just because foundation of the passing game that's in flux. Every year I I would always take Gronk, and now that he's gone, I think Edelman's importance is even greater. I think he could lead the the entire NFL in receptions this year. But my choice is still going to be Gilmore. Gilmore's coming off a great season at corner. It's a defense based on man coverage and stressing the corners. It's one position they really go outside the organization and spend money on. And if Brady were to lose Edelman, I think they'd figure it out. I mean, if they lose Gilmore, Belichick would figure it out. But because Brady's on the other side, I went with Gilmore over Edelman. Now, the rest of the division is hard. And the Jets, is it Lev Bell? I don't trust Bell, but he's going to be a nice crutch for Darnold nonetheless. He's the only one on offense I could think about. It's hard to say Leonard Williams. I mean, it's really hard to say Quinn and Williams because, I mean, can a rookie qualify for this honor? I thought about C.J. Mosley, but he's new. So I got to go Jamal Adams here. Uh, I mean, Adams is just such a foundational player. He's a stud. I mean, he is a great, great player. So the more I think about, the easier this pick is. But Jets fans might be rooting for it to become Quinn and Williams before long. Miami, I don't know. I I mean, they have some good defensive players, Minka, Jones, etc. But I'm going to go with Tunsil just because how bad would that line be, which might be the worst line in the league without their only true good players slash star players. So I think Tunsil is kind of an easy one, with all respect to some good players on defense. The Bills, there isn't one that stands out to me, 
but I probably would go with White at the corner. Been a really solid, well above average starter for two years, young, somebody that they trust. Um, maybe it'll be Ed Oliver, though. I mean, if we have this conversation down the road or you know, very soon, again, they could be hoping that it becomes Ed Oliver. Uh, my Steelers, it's funny because we've had this conversation a lot two, two off-seasons ago on Steeler Nation Radio, and I can't remember how many times I said, boy, the Steeler that they could least afford to lose was Ryan Shazier, and boom, it happened, and we saw the, the, the massive ripple effects that happened. Um, I'll spend a little more time on this one. I mean, Joe Hayden would hurt them a lot because the corner depth is questionable, or, or up in the air at least. They have a lot invested in Bush. Um, Watt is a really good young player and a foundational player. Hayward, it are really good. Um, but their front three would survive without one of those guys. The offensive line's really solid, but would it be Pouncey? Would it be DeCastro? They also have depth there. I've often said Vance McDonald is the guy they want to They would lose least because the tight ends behind them are really frightening. But he's just not as good. So I'm going to go with Juju. I mean, I, I think it's got to be Juju. Um, I think Moncrief and Washington can be good, and Deontay Johnson can be fine, but that passing game without Juju would really take a blow after losing Brown, for sure. The Browns, the Browns, Brownies, um, Odell leaps to the front of the list, but I also think that offense would still be, I mean, we had a really good talk with, you know, Jeff yesterday about the Browns. They can afford to lose Odell. That's how good they are at the skill position players. I think Miles Garrett's a guy they could not afford to lose. I mean... I think a potential defensive player of the year type of guy about to come into his own and just erupt already good to begin with. So I'm going there. The Bengals, Jonah Williams was kind of on the list, you know, and ouch, and that stings a lot. We've talked about that in the past. I think Mixon's going to be a really strong player. We saw them without A.J. Green. It's not the same. I'm going to go with Geno Atkins, though. Um, there are some other good defensive players. William Jackson comes to mind. I just think J Geno has been... The straw that serves the drink for some time now and still remains that way. The defense would be, I mean, it was one of the worst in the league last year. Imagine how, where it would be without him. So I'm going to go with Geno. The Ravens. Yanda? Maybe. I mean, but, you know, I think they could live without him. I mean, I don't know if the offense would crumble without him. Defensive front seven is good. They are really good at corner. And I, this is the first time I've done one of these, but I'm going to say Earl Thomas. And I've never seen him in a Ravens uniform, so we don't know these things. But I think he's going to be a great glue player. I think he's going to make a lot of big plays. I think he's going to allow those corners to be highly, highly aggressive. I think it's gonna he's going to allow for an awful lot of blitz from the Ravens. So I'm going to go with Earl. I think Earl's the man there. Um, the South. Indy. Not an easy one to me. I might go Quentin Nelson. That line is so solid. T.Y. Hilton certainly comes to mind, but there are, at least there are some more bodies there. And I don't know that the Colts line would be terrible if it lost Nelson, but I do think he is a star. Darius Leonard certainly comes to mind. That defense minus Leonard would be in bad shape. Colts fans, what do you think of that one? If you could lose, maybe I even throw that on Twitter. Who do you want to lose least? Helton, Nelson, Leonard, or somebody I'm missing. I don't know who that would be. I'm going to go with Leonard. The Jags. 
Fournette sort of comes to mind, but we've seen the Jags without Fournette. I just think he's going to get a lot of touches and could be quite good this year, and we talked Jags last week. It's got to be one of the defensive players, though, right? I mean, you would, but they all kind of detract from each other. Like, this would still be a good defense without Calais Campbell or Nadakwe or Bouye or Ramsey, or unfortunately, we're going to see, probably going to see it without Telvin Smith, which I'm not happy about. But I'm still going to go Ramsey. I just think Ramsey's a special, special player and immensely talented. And yeah, they still could be good on defense without Ramsey, but that's a, a monster hit for anyone to deal with. The Titans. I don't know that the Titans are obvious. I'm starting to really feel like Jerrell Casey could be the guy. Uh, I like the defense, but I think sort of like Geno, he's the straw that serves the drink. I don't see a lot of weaknesses on this team, and I do see this team pretty well set up to deal with problems when that arises. So I think I'm going to go with Casey, but there's a handful of good players. I mean, Lawan comes to mind too. Um, in a way, Derrick Henry is going to be very important. But I'm going to go with Casey. And I like that secondary, too. Adoree Jackson, maybe. Byard, certainly, is a possibility. Interesting one there, though. So, Houston's the last one in that division. And, wow, that's tough. Is it Nuke? Is it JJ? I mean, Clowney would be in the conversation for most teams, but I think he's got to be third. Where would that offense be without Hopkins? I'm I'm going to go with Hopkins. I think the defense would at least be serviceable without Watt. Clowny, Merciless, you know, you have some guys. But if you lose Hopkins with that line, sorry, but that would be disaster. Um, guys, I told you about Blue Chew many times. Remember the days when you were always ready to go? Now you can increase your performance and, and get that extra little boost in bed. So listen up. It's Blue Chew. Blue Chew like the color blue. Blue Chew brings you the first chewable and the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis. So, you know, they work. You can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach. And since they're chewable, they work up to twice as fast as a pill. So, you know, you can be ready whenever the opportunity arises, which to me is extremely important, obviously. Um, if you need extra function and more, more confidence where it counts, Blue Chew is a fast and easy way to enhance your performance. Uh, it's Blue Chew is prescribed online and shipped straight to your door in a discreet package. So no in-person doctor visits, no wait in the pharmacy, and best of all, no awkwardness. Made in the USA, and Blue Chew prepares and ships direct. They're cheaper than a pharmacy. And here's what you guys got to do. Go to bluechew.com, B-L-U-E-Chew.com, and get your first shipment free with our special promo code, Locked On, all one word. And you get a lot more than the $5 shipping fee that they charge you, which is minimal compared to what you'll be getting in return. So Blue Chew is the better, cheaper, faster choice. And we thank them a great deal for sponsoring the podcast. All right, I am back. And we still have five more divisions to go. So I'm, I'm going to call an audible here. Scrap Twitter Tuesday. Save your guys' questions. Maybe use them Friday or somewhere down the road. We got five or six good ones, so I'm gonna keep them in the in my back pocket and buzz through this because I'm really enjoying this conversation and it's eating up more time than I planned. So let's go to the West. KC. I mean, in a way, Frank Clark should be on that list because wow, and, and Chris Jones. I mean, they need big play defense. They can't just be a sieve. They got to create something. 
But I still think this is Kelsey. Well, is it Tyreek? And unfortunately, we're probably going to see that. Like, which one's more important of those two? I'm going to say Kelsey is because they've planned for Tyreek not being there. So there, at least there's Hardman. And by the way, they lost Demetrius Harris to the the, uh, the Brownies. He's a better player and more of a loss than people realize. They also lost Morse. You know, I think Schwartz would be on this list too. But I think it's got to be Kelsey. The Chajas. Not Gordon, not Allen, not Henry. Although they're all really good. There's not a lineman that I would say on offense, but I do think all those guys would compensate for one another's loss. We've seen life without Bosa to, uh, here and there. Ingram would certainly be in the conversation too. But I think it's Derwin. I mean, they also have a couple good corners too. Don't get me wrong. King and Hayward. They have a good team. They have a good roster. I'm going to go with Derwin though. I just think that a special player, do it all. They've they're, they're going to even do more with him, I would assume, this year. So give me Derwin James. The Raiders. Strangely, I think it's going to be A.B. Um, is there a defensive player that they can't live without? I mean, some of them are young, and you know, but I don't see that. And, you know, Cleo Mack's not here. I think it's A.B. I think he would be the guy that would derail their season the most if he's not around, and he's still really, really good. Uh, Denver. Hmm, it's got to be Von Miller, right? I mean, Chris Harris is a good player. Uh, they have some guys I kind of like on offense, but nobody that would just wreck the ship if they weren't there. It's got to be Von Miller. I mean, Chubb might even be too. I mean, I guess the question would be Harris versus Chubb even, you know, like as the number two guy, but it has to be Von Miller. There's a couple of these that are going to be kind of easy. Because they just have such a good defensive player. Although I didn't pick J.J. Watt. Dallas is really interesting to me. Because, you know, Jones has turned into a really good corner. They've got some good young linebackers. But I think because they have a couple, they can live without one. Lawrence absolutely stands out. I think Martin's probably the best offensive lineman in the league. We saw them without Frederick. He might be the best center in the league. Tyron Smith. I mean, Ezekiel Elliott would be a huge blow. So, I mean, they really have eight, nine guys that would be certainly a case for. But I'm going with Amari. I just think that this passing game, I don't expect anything from the tight end position. If they don't have their number one pass catcher, would really deflate the season. So I'm going to say Amari would be the guy they can least afford to lose. Giants. Um, their guards are very important, but it's Barkley. It just, I mean, it just is. I mean, imagine they may not win a game without Barkley. And uh, that doesn't, I'm not killing the Giants. And, and a couple defensive guys are important, but no one likes Saquon. I mean, that, that would be a disaster without him this year. The Eagles, Kelsey, the center, would really, really hurt them if he was lost. There's no doubt. Ertz would hurt them, but they have Goddard, so no. And they do have a lot of receivers, but Ertz is very important there. I think it has to be Fletcher Cox. I mean, he's one of those Von Miller-level guys that's kind of easy to pick at this point, I think, just because life without him would be bad. It would be really bad. Uh, the Redskins are the last team in the East. And my first thought is Trent Williams, who could get traded. You know, I mean, their line's decent, if healthy. Huge asterisks there. But he's their best guy. They want to run the ball. They want to protect Haskins. Uh, 
I mean, I like some of their defensive players, don't get me wrong, and absolutely Kerrigan might come to mind, and, you know, one of the Bama dudes might be in this conversation at some point. But I think it's Trent Williams, and there's a legit chance that we see life without him. And the more I think about that, the less I like that, that's for sure. Um, folks, one thing I always mention, too, is when you get in your car... Please tell your smart device to play podcast, Locked On NFL. Uh, We will be back with the other three NFC divisions. This has been fun. We will be back in a moment. All right. I am back with the NFC North. Green Bay. Devontae Adams, like, leaps off the page. Like, he could lead the league in targets. Highly productive. Do you trust the rest of the group as receivers yet? The defense has a lot of good pieces. I've been raving about this defense, the improvements, but I don't think there's a guy that I just say, boy, the defense will crumble without him. You know, Daniels is good, and I mean Clark, but they got a couple guys there, so they'll be all right. I think it's Bakhtiari, though. I mean, great left tackle, exceptional in protection. Uh, Adams versus Bakhtiari is an interesting call for me, but I'm going to take the lineman here. And just think Rodgers could do more creating to receivers than if he didn't trust his you know backside protection. So I'm going there. Uh, the Bears, they certainly have some good guys. Don't get me wrong. they got a great safety. they got a great defensive tackle. But it's got to be Khalil Mack, right? I mean, yeah. Uh, I think you just kind of move on there. I mean, uh, no one on offense is that level of importance. And I don't think the Bears' defense would stink without Mack. They do have a lot of good players. But it's him. The Lions is a tough one for me. Like, if we have this conversation a year or two from now, it might be TJ Hawkinson. You know what I mean? Like, I think he could be that type of player for them. I don't know that anyone else on offense qualifies, and he doesn't either. Um, On defense, I'm kind of torn. Would it be Flowers or Slay? And going back to the first team we talked about, the Patriots, it's their defensive coordinator. I think they'll take the corner in this instance over the pressure player, although Flowers is versatile and expensive. And uh, I think it would be Slay. Uh, that secondary, I think, would really be in trouble without their best man coverage, big corner. Um, the Vikes. Dalvin Cook, I think, is going to have a huge season. But we've seen life without him, and they, they survive. And it's hard to pick a running back. Thielen or Diggs? Maybe. I mean, the defense has a lot of good players, but again, if you lost to Neil Hunter or Everson Griffin or Harrison Smith or Kendricks or Barr, I think you'd survive. You know, you'd still be good, and Zimmer would coach them up. So I think it comes down to a fun conversation of Thielen or Diggs because just think of the receivers, including Rudolph, and all the attention the other would get if you lost Diggs, how much Thielen would get, and who's going to step up. The depth there is bad. I think Diggs is a better player. And when you watch tape, I think the opponent fears Diggs more and tries to take him away. No knock on Thielen. It's close. But I'm going to say Diggs. We move to the south. The Saints. Maybe Armstead. Maybe Kamara. Maybe Michael Thomas. I think I'm going to go Jordan, though. Uh, Lattimore's probably in that conversation. And I think they're better equipped to lose Lattimore or Jordan than they would have been, you know, in recent years. 
And Kamar or Thomas would be really hard too. Don't get me wrong. And their left tackle, both their tackles are really good players. So this is a tough one. I could really make an argument for all of them. And I'm starting to kind of talk myself out of Jordan and say Michael Thomas just because of all the targets he gets. And I think Cook coming there helps him. But life without Michael Thomas there, it wouldn't be as bad as Dallas without Amari. And Breeze would make up for it and they'd scheme around it. Don't get me wrong. But where's the ball going to go? So I'm going to say Thomas. I think he's the guy they could lose least. Atlanta, we unfortunately saw a couple of them. You know, Deion Jones in the conversation. Uh, Neil we saw. Trufant's a good player. Grady Jarrett's a good player. Obviously, they have some stars that are don't get the, the recognition they deserve on defense. But it's Julio. I mean, <coughs> right? I mean, that's an easy one. I think Ridley's ready for a breakout, but it's Julio. I mean, and they still might be good without him. I mean, they might be decent without him. He's just so freaky, all-time great. I mean, it's Julio. Uh, the Panthers, it has to be McCaffrey. I mean, he did everything last year. And uh, Keekley certainly would be in the conversation. You know, don't get me wrong. Especially with Thomas Davis out of town. The, the ripple effect of losing Keekley would be horrendous. Yeah, talked myself into it. Keekley is the one they can't lose. And, and McCaffrey's a really good player. And boy, the offense ran through him and well. And I think he's you know such a high volume guy when you factor in the receptions too and could he catch 100 balls this year maybe but it's keekly it's just i mean the defense would i can't picture the defense without him where they would be it'd be in bad bad shape tampa's the last team in the division mike evans comes to mind but they have some weapons um is there a defender i think you hope it's white but i can't give it to him yet and i kind of want to give it to david but now they just drafted White, so that makes things a little easier. I'm not sure that there's a buck that just jumps off the page. I mean, Ali Marpet, maybe. Um, I don't know that anybody else on defense is worthy of that. So I'm going to go with Levante David just because of the trust factor, a little bit of the Keekly factor I mentioned there. So I'm going to give it to Levante David. Finish it up in the West. Seattle's a very easy one for me, and it's Bobby Wagner. Um Sort of like we just talked about with Keekley, but less around him. You know, I mean, he is the defense. That defense, I think, would be flat out bad without Wagner. Um, so, again, I think that's a quick one. Arizona. We might have, we're going to see it without Patrick Peterson. And I don't think it's going to be pretty. I think Chandler Jones is certainly in that conversation. But I'm going to say Peterson's a little more important in that what I expect that scheme to be than Jones. I do think David Johnson gets an honorable mention because I think he's going to touch the ball a ton, especially as a receiver. And I think he'll be the straw that stirs the drink in a lot of ways on that offense. But I think it's Peterson. And unfortunately, we're going to see it. That stinks. Uh, the Rams, easiest one ever. With all respect to everybody else, it's Aaron Donald. I mean, uh, it doesn't really matter who else they have. It's Donald. Hail to Pitt. Um, the Niners. See, I don't think the Niners are an easy one. I mean, could it be Staley? McGlinchey was really good. I mean, that would hurt their season a lot if they lost one of those tackles. Is it Kittle? Might be Kittle. Kittle's a stud. Um, although I think Pettis and Samuel, and they have some guys that will be you know, good receivers. On defense, I can't give it to Bosa yet as a rookie, but I think he's going to be 
very, very important. Buckner was the guy I originally thought, but I think it has to be Kittle. I mean, I think Kittle's going to be a monster yet again this year. I think they'll use him extremely well. So Buckner's a great player, but if they missed him, I think the front seven would still get by. And the passing game wouldn't crumble without Kittle, but it would there'd be cracks, that's for sure, big cracks, and it might crumble. Um, folks, again, this was kind of an audible, and it was a fun thing to run through. Maybe it's something I will run, bring up to Mark and Mike the next two days as well, and I still have your Twitter questions in my back pocket. So that's a wrap, over and out.